0: Welcome to the Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I'm your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst, crypto YouTuber, as well as I run the Crypto Yams Discord. And today, we're going to be talking about the traditional markets, the effects that they're having in our crypto space at the moment, as well as the reversal that we are starting and continuing to see in the price action and what we can expect to see over the weekend. Today I'm joined by Trend Espresso, one of my main men on my main teams. I said main twice, I apologize. <laughs> Welcome Trend.
1: Thank you. I am the main Trend Espresso and I I main coffee. <laughs> good good to be here.
0: Excellent, man. Happy to have you on. Um yeah. We're going to start today by going over our charts, taking a look at some of our different time frames and again talking about what we can expect to see over the next couple days leading into Monday. The first thing that I'd like everyone to note is that the traditional stock market today did make some pretty nice leaps and bounds, setting at about a three and a half percent across the board type of deal. The altcoins obviously took advantage of that today as well. Uh, As where BTC really kind of stayed a little bit more stagnant, didn't really take on the volatility like some of these other altcoins did. So potentially we could be seeing it try to catch up over the weekend, maybe try to fake some people out and instead push us lower to retest some of our previous now supports again, closer to 20500 potentially 19,500. There are some pretty decent support levels sitting down there at the moment to revisit them over a weekend as long as we find higher lows and support along those regions. I see no issue with taking a last kind of smaller time frame step into those areas at the moment as far as everything's going uh that potentially may not even have to happen. We may just use the weekend as I said to Continue pushing us up into the hopefully twenty-three to twenty-five k region to test this key level resistance. Uh, we've been talking about it all week, and we still have yet to break twenty-two k in order to get us into that next level. There's definitely potentially still some shorter time frame bearish shenanigans here that I can see. To a lot of degree, we still potentially have a converging wave or our previous hourly divergences. We still have a four-hour potential bearish divergence setting itself up as well. But again, because we're going into the weekend, the price action is going to be flippy-floppy. Things don't tend to play out as they should over weekends with low volume. And it may just chop sideways until Monday where we find continuation. And obviously, if we're going to see a rejection, I would imagine that it comes sometime over the weekend. or. Maybe even leading into Monday, we'll we'll have to see as we're going from there. At the moment, the money flow is still looking good. We're still pointing up. We're finding support. It's really just the potential divergences, uh, converging wave to the downside that we need to be aware of. Total three is actually looking quite a bit better than BTC, in my opinion, in this region. Um, just for the fact that we don't have as clear of bearish divergences, the converging wave did not end up forming. On total three, we actually just pushed through and invalidated these previous divergences. Yeah. I mean, we you know, this really is a 50-50% pattern. Unfortunately, we can see that we're fractaling from the previous pattern that we had back here on May 11th, going all the way until essentially June 8th. Um, we just chopped sideways. We stayed within the range. We can see that we're doing a very similar thing here. We're stuck in this consolidation until we see some solid volume to break us out either one way or the other. One of the best things about this is that our fib lines have redirected themselves back to the upside, as where the previous, yesterday's uh, four-hour candles were showing <laughs> Fibonacci levels as low as 6,000. So very, very good <laughs> that those have uh, have changed back to the upside again we're starting to see market structures agreeing with the bullishness that's underlying at the moment. And again, because it's still underlying and we don't have a daily triple confirmation back to the upside, I'm still being wary of this level as anything more than just a starting entry long scalp, essentially, um, potentially more than likely looking to add back into that short swing position if you still have it. Really, I mean, the Highest expectation for the time being is going to be towards 28 to 29,000, knowing that our three month, our monthly, our weekly are all still bearish and they're going to take weeks of upside pushing just to even turn them bullish again. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think we can absolutely have some sort of midterm rally back to retest that major support level of around $30,000. But do I expect us to crack right through it and pop up and maybe test 40? More than likely, no. We're probably only going to get to 30. We're probably going to see a pretty heavy rejection. Try again. If we fail twice, uh, we're, we're not going to break through it. That's for darn. And we're more than likely going to come back down, revisit 20 again, and test that as support as we have been. So yeah, really, I mean, consolidation over the next month or two looks more than likely just to, uh, to continue between 20,000 and 30,000. Until we have a clear and concise breakthrough either one of those levels, whether that be up or down, um, yes, Trent, you have any ideas going into what I've said?
1: oh I mean I, i'm I'm all out of ideas no, I'm kidding. um so I'm looking at the daily uh what I'm seeing is it it really looks like it's close to uh teasing up. uh let me share my screen so you guys can see what I'm seeing Yes. It, I mean, it looks like Wolfpack is just about to turn up. The uh, potato signal's already fired off. Wolfpack is so close. Market Liberator is up already. Um, I mean, this is kind of what, a, if, I, if I'm crystal balling, this is what I'd be looking for uh, on the daily. I'd be looking for. Um, some kind of uh, scalp long up to maybe the golden pocket, somewhere between 25,000, 27,000. Probably bounce around there for a little bit of time. I think that comes in line with NASDAQ doing the same thing. Uh, NASDAQ today is, what, up 3% or something like that. Um, and I would think that you see that, and then ultimately it, it falters around somewhere around that golden pocket. And uh, I would think we probably make a lower low. I think that's just part of the macro environment that we're in um and i'd be looking some of the things that i'd be looking for is i'm seeing like a very i think it's just ever so slightly bullish divergence on the wolf pack that seems to be playing out um and i'd be looking for wolf pack to to uh overbound if you will to to go further uh than price will i think price is going to come up make that lower low or, sorry, lower high, and then I think it's ultimately going to fa- uh, falter, and I think Wolfpack at the same time is going to make a higher high, uh, cause us some bearish divergence, and we're going to see it ultimately come on down to... To uh, to Goblin Town, maybe 15,000, 16,000, something like that is probably where I'd be be aiming. Yeah, that's that's more of a looking out the next six weeks. If but it's that's purely a crystal ball, right? Um, I think first you'd want to see the the daily actually TC up. It's close, but it's not quite there. And you'd want to see this rally not get rejected again at twenty two thousand, twenty two and a half thousand, something like that. You'd want to see it at least extend, you know, to twenty three at least. And that's, that's probably a good, good sign that, that it's, uh, you're, there's going to be a little bit more on that. You're probably going to be reverting to the golden pocket
0: or so. Yeah. It would seem that we're sorry. Uh, it would seem that we're both right in line with the same thinking.
1: And as far as the one hour and the daily or the, uh, one hour and four hour. Yeah. I mean, it, it just seems like, like sideways largely right now, even though it's, uh, it is TC'd up. I mean, well, I guess it's not anymore, right? You got the, the 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 red dot, not yet confirmed though, on Market Liberator.
0: Right, so it is still in a technical triple confirmation to the upside, but it is starting to see some shenanigans in there. But it's yeah, not; it's,
1: it's weak, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that's that's really it. The the twenty two thousand dollar level, or or even more accurately, what twenty one eight or something like that, has really seemed to be a a, a pretty key um, level that just hasn't really, or even like 20, 21, 600, uh, just doesn't seem to, to be able to break. So I, I think I'm not sure whether this is, I mean, I would say it's probably not a, not really distribution. And I think it's, there's just boredom really is what I think is, is what's in the market. I I think a lot of people are fearful, so they're not coming in to accumulate. And then the actual people who were fearful and already capitulated, That that fuel's already gone through, you know. That's why we're at twenty thousand instead of thirty or forty. So, so I would say, yeah, short short term, I'd be looking maybe just for ranging. Medium term upside, long term. Mm, you know, I don't know. Are, did we make a macro low, or are we building it? Or you know, I think that there's a lot of open-ended questions there, and I think a lot of it's going to be dictated by the stock market, uh, especially Nasdaq, since Nasdaq seems to be the most correlated with Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, really, like S and P pumping up today. You know, broke. If if you're looking at Bitcoin and you're looking at the S and P on the same time frame, um, we can see a clear difference right now in that. The S&P confirmed the inverted head and shoulders by breaking up and essentially filling the target for that level, uh, for that pattern. And Bitcoin hasn't done that yet. Um, and the fact that we're going into the weekend and with such weak volume, and we can also see this hourly Wolfpack um, completely pinching off here in the smaller triangle, I would say that you know it's very likely to get some sort of fake down uh, rejection here to dump as low as it can possibly go um, before then ultimately taking off. Um, you know, I mean if you're looking at this as I have it as more of a falling wedge, um, we are potentially right along the top of said wedge and we can absolutely come back to the19,300 to $500 level before we see this thing take another chance and break through at 21 to 22k level to then reach us into 23 to 25. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely could start breaking out over the weekend. But if, you know, if we get a chance to pop down, you have to look at that as opportunity. Definitely, definitely be looking to take starting long positions in that zone. Uh, not financial advice, of course. But, yeah, the, usually Bitcoin is behind the traditional market by a day or so. And the fact that the total three... You know, has already started to break its into its bullish posture. Ethereum, um, some of our major other main kind of cap altcoins as well have started to absolutely take off. So it could just be a lagging behind type of situation where, like I said, it takes maybe an extra couple of days just because we're going into the weekend. We get one last type of complete <laughs> one candle into nineteen. And then continues to rip from Sunday, Monday. Delio, I could absolutely see something like this occurring. But ultimately, I do think over the midterm, we're going to find the support. We're going to turn back up. We need to go and retest some of these key-level resistances now uh, in order to be 100% sure that we have continuation within this bear market, quote-unquote.
1: You don't think that it's gonna you're you're not expecting another swipe of the seventeen lows or even to make a lower low. You you think for sure the 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 most logical thing from here
0: is a relief rally. I mean it's possible to go back to seventeen still at this point and create one more midterm four hour bullish divergence type of deal, maybe invalidating the smaller converging wave that we have, but still forming a higher low. Um, it's definitely possible, but it's not going to stick there for very long. And I don't think that it would just start crashing down either. I would say that that 20K 19.5 is much more likely in a weekend type of situation, but I'm not going to rule it out completely to say that we can't go back and visit that low of the wick because it was only a wick and Bitcoin does not like just testing a level with a wick. It likes to get the candle bodies down there, test that level for sure, be certain that it is still support, and then it likes to use that as the new floor. So, definitely, definitely still a possibility. Just in, yeah, less likely, I think, as far as with everything how it reacted today. But again, it's, you know, it was Friday today, and the traditional markets tend to get a little overzealous on Fridays, it seems um, whether, you know, up or down, they just seem to jump the gun a bit. And then come Monday, things start to become a little bit more conservative and fall back into the, into the path that they were moving in towards anyway.
1: I could absolutely see the, uh, the, on the, on the left side of your screen there, the June 1st and like June 8th, uh, little pump ups, right. To, to see about the breakout before we fell like when it was uh, 30,000 or something like that on the left side before the fall, mm-hmm. I, I, I could just see the inverse of that happening. You know, Bitcoin, all of a sudden on the weekend, right. people, there's less volume, whales move the market more or whatever. People are just looking at their portfolios and getting scared, whatever the reason. Takes another stab down to 18,000, you know, a little consolidation at 19 and then pump 23, you know, short squeeze. Uh, start start in on that, on that uh, rally up. Right. I could I could just see that happening. Um uh, uh, to me, one of the the tenements of uh of the Bitcoin marketplace is whatever it is that people are expecting, let's not do that. Or right. let's do it after we've shattered their expectations. We, they, they thought, Oh, it's gonna do this thing. Okay, oh wow, it's not doing that thing. Okay, I guess it's not. Well, uh, oh now yeah, now now let's reverse and let's actually do the thing that they thought we were gonna do.
0: Right. Exactly. It's all, yeah. If you're going to go up, you're going to go down first. And if you're going to go down, you're going to go up first.
1: Exactly. I mean, I, I remember uh, crypto Twitter, you know, it, it, it got up to, I think it was like 32 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And people were saying that it was, uh, or yeah, almost 32, who were saying, oh, you know, it's 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 just like going to be uh, like last summer. It's going to bop around here to 30. The the high 20Ks is the low, and, and that's what it's going to be. We've already fallen a whole bunch. Um, and then it ended up just just doing more more dumping. But I I think that there's only so much there's only so much fuel in either direction. And I think to me the it it would make much more sense that there's more fuel to the upside than there is to the downside right now. Whereas in a month two months picture could change.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even you know even after today's bullish type of you know grab of everything, we're still sitting at a fourteen on the fear and greed index which is historically some of the lowest levels we've we've been to. So absolutely, I mean there's not a lot of long liquidity to liquidate <laughs> anymore like really you're, you're absolutely right there's way more short liquidity to be grabbed if we were to push to the upside. And that also gives people false sense of hope. They jump back in. They don't want to miss the big rally and then it completely turns down from a lower high and wrecks both sides. You get wrecked on the way down, you jump back in, it starts to go up. You get out on a loss, you jump back in, it starts to turn down. It's the magical wonders of the of the market that we have.
1: It's all a liquidity game all markets are.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You have to learn how to play against the casino and understand that the casino has to win more than 50 percent of the time or they wouldn't be profitable there wouldn't be a business sense for it
1: that's why you follow triple confirmations look at the keep an eye on your on your forex uh like i mean four times uh trend time frame and and how that relates back in and keeping an eye on the divergences all of it
0: absolutely i mean tc uh, even when it is wrong, it's going to put you in the right direction before it completely takes off. You know, if a signal is invalidated, it's a, the next signal is stronger. So, you know, if you're in a long and it invalidates said long by TCing back down with your trend time frame that you were using, it is telling you that you need to exit said long and short right then and there, like instant flip. And if it does it again, you do the same thing. You take your small loss, you instantly flip it. Because at the end of that, whatever way wins, um, that move is going to be extravagant almost in every occasion. You're going to take a small loss, a small loss, a small loss, and then a huge win to completely outweigh those small losses that you took before you hit the actual confirmation. But it's, it's just about being on the right side when things happen. Right, never getting stuck into just one way thinking. That's 90% of people's problems. They get in a great trade, they don't take profits. They get in a terrible trade, they don't exit. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> that, uh, you know, that's the biggest problem for 90% of people in this space.
1: Yeah, it's, the, it's those emotions. But I mean, that, that goes also to the... Uh, in, in some of the screenshots with the TC bot, I've been showing that the percentage of trades that are profitable might be 50 to 60%. And I've, I've had a number of people say, Oh, that's not very good. You have like, but yes, but the, th- a lot of those losses are like 1%, one and a half percent. And then the gain is 20%. I mean, it's completely the, the winners vastly dwarf the, uh, the losers.
0: Well, and people don't understand that that's, uh, there's no leverage behind that. You know, that's 60% on a, on a five x cross or whatever, we you know we, we ended up moving towards later when there is leverage available. You know, sixty percent on a spot account is huge.
1: Oh, it's uh, if you use the leverage, it would be massive,
0: right? It would <laughs> it would be insane. Yeah. I you know and honestly, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I I I think a lot of people here would love to hear maybe you dive into a little bit about just the bot statistics so far of the pre testing if you have any info on that trend
1: sure uh a lot of the most of the data that we have right now is is back tested uh there's only some of it that's that's forward tested um when i say forward tested i mean like we set the settings we logged okay it's it's currently in cache great we're not going to touch the settings let's see how it behaves over the next uh you know, and, and by settings, I mean the ticker, the time frame. you know, there's some, there's, there's a few uh, parameters, right. That you have to kind of think about and set up um, slippage, whatever. And then you, you walk away, you leave it, you let it do its thing and you come back in a few days or a week and you, you check in, you see, okay, well, how's it, how's it looking? So for the, um, for the first five months of the, I'm going to get the percentages a little bit wrong because I don't have them quite in front of me, but uh, for the year to date, only one month was negative. That was March, where it was only down three or four percent in the month, um, or, or I should say, on that month in March, it lost three to four percent. All of the other months were positive. I think January was around twenty. None of this. Keep in mind, none of it's with leverage, and there's also some other caveats. One being that when you do everything on chain, you can't short a hundred percent, so you can't. If you have a hundred bucks in your account, you can't short a hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. It it won't let you do that. Now, on a normal exchange, right, it would let you do short a hundred dollars of Bitcoin, and you'd be good up until Bitcoin hits uh, like doubles in price, right? On one x short, you can't do that on chain. On chain, the the threshold is lower. So this is only shorting half the position. So if you had a uh, hundred bucks, then you uh, in the whole account. Your maximum short could be fifty dollars borrowed Bitcoin. And secondly, the slippage on chain is much higher. It's, it's around a third of a percent, between a, a third and a half percent, depending. Um, whereas on a if you do like FTX, for example, it's two one hundredths of a percent. And, and those slippage percents, you know, a third of a percent might not sound like a lot, but it certainly, it, it really adds up uh, and it gets compounded every time that you trade, right? So uh, for the month of January, I believe the bot was up uh, 25%. February, I think, was around 15%. March was the one loser. It was down around 3% on the month. April was up maybe 15%, something like that. May was uh, a pretty good, uh, pretty decent month, I guess, uh, 5 to 10% up, I think. Maybe it was like 8 And then June, it caught this entire dump off, uh, which was beautiful. So, so for June so far, it's already up like 22% so just in the last six weeks when we've really been doing forward testing no backwards testing from there the bot is showing around 27 percent up and remember that's that's all the trades done on chain that's including the slippage that's including the the limitation on the short position and that's that's just essentially spot everything's 1x or less than 1x leverage so that's the the real quick blurb i guess on the uh on the bot and I think it's it's showing promise. Uh, I mean, i I think we would have a revolutionary product if we were able to, on average, consistently get three percent a month. and the the results so far are are showing much, much better than that. And I'm just looking forward to Alpha and I'm looking forward to testing it out on on a real chain and seeing how the results translate. I mean, think about it, even if you could only get half of that, even if you got ten percent in a month, that is that is massive. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, with capitulation, with compounding, you know, every month, like that's, that's going to add up so fast. Oh, yeah. I, I
1: gave those breakdowns on a, on a per month basis, right? But if you, if you start with 100 bucks and the first month is 20% up, now all of a sudden you have 120 And if the next month is 20% up, you didn't get up to 140 You got beyond 140 because you didn't start at 100 right? Exactly. So, uh, and, and all of it just compounds on itself. Um, it's pretty, it's looking good. I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to see how it does on a real chain.
0: Like wise.
1: And I think now's the right time to be building where even, even the greatest bull in the world was saying it now I think is saying we're in a bear market. Um, and I think that that's, there's a number of things that are good there. Number one is that, um, to me, it feels like the bear market is actually like, we're, cl- we're much closer to the bottom than, uh, we're closer to it ending than it beginning is kind of what it feels like. I know that the macro situation is different with the stock market and and whatnot, but when when everybody starts to get bullish, that's usually when Bitcoin starts to, to falter, right? And the other way around, when everybody starts to get bearish, okay, I think the bottom's getting close. If it's not in, I think it's getting close. Um, and when you build projects in that kind of environment like we are, By the time that the next bull run comes, because come on, I mean, do we all think that Bitcoin's literally going to zero? I think there's too much institutional money. There's too much infrastructure built up around it. I think it's here to stay in whatever form it's here to stay. And when the next bull run comes, right, we will have a bot, a system, a a project, uh, games, NFTs, everything built out and ready to go with, that's already been refined, been through the depths of the bear market, um, and that we all were passionate about building it up during a time when the market was was boring, really. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking forward especially to that. There's a lot of things to look forward to. You know, you got to take what you can get in this world. Absolutely. Is there uh, anything in in particular about the bot that I should touch on? Or I think it was just kind of overview of
0: percentage. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, just a little little you know tidbit for the for the boys kind of thing. Bots for the boys. Yeah, <laughs> tidbits for the boys. Sheesh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, if you guys are interested in learning about the bot, you don't know what we're talking about. Make sure to head over to TripleConfirmation.com. You'll be able to find all the information that you'll need on that website. Um, you can check. I believe it's on the the bottom for our API. You can take a look at what we're doing. All that good jazz.
1: And we're pairing up with some some good other uh, decentralized projects. We're using OX as our cross-chain liquidity platform to, to operate all the trades. I mean, it's just, they they, they they do incredible work pooling all kinds of different places of liquidity. And we're also using Aave to do the, uh, the short mechanism wherein we uh, deposit Uh, A certain amount of the funds, we borrow the uh, WBTCE, and then we swap it on-chain with 0x. All the user funds are kept on-chain. Nobody can touch them except the depositor. Uh, There's there's no functions to do uh, any kind of withdrawal other than the user themselves calling it. Um, So it's a lot of... We're taking security very highly, and we're pairing up with projects that we think are going to be here to stay as well.
0: Yeah, which is very very important as we've seen there's been a lot of shenanigans with the projects lately
1: yeah i mean one of the things that i in in learning some of the solidity and learning how to code on blockchain seems like if you don't even have the code there to do the thing that a hacker would want to do or whatever there's nothing that you can hack because there's no code sometimes the best thing to do is omittance
0: potato you still like kda long term i sure do pringle i mean you know again still one of the best teams i've seen put into a project their backers being major banks yeah i wouldn't i'm not worried about kda in the long term at all obviously you know the (laughs) when the total three drops 70 to 90 percent, everything and anything is going to follow along altcoin wise Right. You just can't get away from that. That was the biggest thing behind Luna was that everything else was already down seventy to eighty, ninety percent. and Luna was sitting, you know, still around a hundred dollars, which made no sense to begin with before it crashed. So I mean, yeah, I think kDA overall, it's still technically a higher low of the macro. and it's forming out bullish divergences. It's just a matter of when uh, when the altcoins decide to move as a whole, KDA is gonna be right there alongside of everything. So yeah, hopefully, Pringle, that answers your question, man. And make sure that next time, <laughs> next time, as soon as that weekly TC is back down, you're out. You know? That's that goes for pretty much everything. Total three weekly TCs down, you're pretty much out of your altcoins. You're waiting for that one next weekly TC up to then get that best buying opportunity you know once the macros turn around there's no point in holding your bag all the way back down especially with altcoins they you know they always recover back almost 100% of the gains that they've given which is just a big sad thing so but again it's a learning curve it's all good you know you holding through the bear market's not a bad thing you're t- you're learning a lot along the way you're seeing how these market structures form and you're seeing how these bottoms of the you know of the macro become the new major support levels at some point whether uh, one or another so yeah some solid advice there um man i think i think we've been talking for almost an hour now i guess we will wrap this bad boy up we appreciate the heck out of you guys for making the time to listen today (laughs) It's only been 33 minutes. Shoot. (laughs) That's right. My first 10 minutes were vetoed. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think we're all right. Again, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you have yourself a great, safe weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.